0: What's up, guys? I am super excited to, um, to talk to you guys today. So the first thing that I wanted to bring up is uh, we've got a lot of questions that come in, a lot of people that are trying to figure out like what's the best way to increase conversion rates. And I've got a good friend today, Ian Wentz. He's on the show today. Ian, are you ready to freaking like, tell these people, like how do you do in-person conversions?
1: Yeah, man, I'm stoked to be here. Thanks Dude. for having me. Welcome to Conversion Marketing Radio, uncovering the secrets of how to convert your dream clients into paying customers. If you're here to learn about maximizing conversions for your business without wasting money
0: on vanity results, consider subscribing to this podcast. And now, here's your host, Ben Wilson. Welcome back to Conversion Marketing Radio. So, I've, I, I've got a really old friend who... Um, Man, I gotta I gotta introduce this right. So th- let's let's sure. figure this out. So Ian, uh, Ian Went is just relentless. So Ian is the sales training department uh, manager for Dish One, which is if you guys don't know what Dish One is, they've probably come knocking on your door trying to get you hooked up and saving you money while also increasing your entertainment life. Uh, so Dish Network. It, as as a retailer, which is Dish One, right? And they are the largest retailer in the entire nation. In fact, they're the only retailer that is owned by Dish Network. And what exactly that means is uh, they're the only face-to-face sales arm of the company. Uh, Ian, his specialties, I mean, there's there's so many of them, I I can't name them all right now. But that's what we got this podcast for. So he is training others... (coughs) With little to no skills, how to sell on a doorstep if you guys have ever done any door to door you know like, there's no harder thing in, in any of, of all sales because um, you're trying to uh, get people right then and there on the doorstep to buy a product that they've never thought about in their comfort of their own home uh, I'm excited to uh, hear more from him today on, on exactly how he's doing that with people that have like i mean like no skills at all how to sell and here they are coming home with uh, some fatty paychecks. So he created the sales training program for uh, after many years of like knocking on doorsteps because of his high closing rates. Um, he now travels and trains people all over the nation uh, how to be better salesmen uh, and, and to be prepared as they go out knocking. One of the best things that I, I know about Ian, so when I first met him was back in college and I lived right next door to him. And the very first night I moved in, there was this loud music, like partying, going on next door. Uh, <laughs> and my—it's like who are these guys? My roommates were like, "Oh, that's the neighbors. There they are again, right? Going at it. They're always partying. They can never stop." And we come outside, and Ian's the first person I meet, and he's like, "Do you guys hear that noise?" I was like, "Yeah, it's you." And he's like, "Nah, like that was it? Wasn't me?" I was like. <laughs> What do you mean that wasn't you? And it was a couple weeks later. There's a a party that Ian was actually uh, facilitating, and uh, he had found out that I had some videography skills from earlier on, and I had a camera. And he was like, "Hey, man, like I know you really don't know me. I know we got off to like a bad start with like the partying and whatnot, but uh, dude, you gotta come to this party. It's gonna be amazing." And I was like, "I really don't want to show up to this party." like in the first place and all my friends were starting to go he had like recruited it seemed like half the town to go to this party and I was like who is this person like how is he getting people to show up to this party and uh, it ended up being something that was truly life-changing something that I I became friends with Ian and uh, it was kind of a fun start though where I, I did a lot of the recording and then him and I actually worked side by side helping the company to really grow and take off uh, doing events all over the nation, actually. Something that was uh, super yeah. cool. So, Ian, from that hey, intro, uh, fill in the gaps, man.
1: Man, I don't know, dude. Uh, I don't know if you guys want to believe everything you said about me. Um, <laughs> ben, you're the man, dude. I, uh, uh, Yeah, everything you said is true. We had a ton of phone college. That was probably... I can, I can easily say the last three semesters of my college career were, were, uh, best and a lot of it had to do with this guy right here and, and what we we're able to accomplish with the, the uprising events and stuff. Um, it was a good time for sure. Um, filling so the gaps. I mean, yeah, I've been with dish one for now. Uh, it's been about, I think we're going on 10, 10 years now, 11 years. That's um, a long time. and yeah, it's a long time. Talk about it early, Right. And I just, I kind of worked myself up the chain. Um, like Ben said, I, I sold, and so I sold for four four years, door to door, and then I managed for one. And as I sold and I managed, I just realized something, and that was that even though I was really good at sales, I wasn't as passionate about selling as I was about teaching others how to sell. And uh, it kind of came down to it. Kind of came down to me saying, like, either I'm going to figure out how to create a position where I can get paid a salary and do what I love. Um, rather than having to go out and bang on doors all the time and make it, you know, it it'll always be based on my own commission um, or or I'm going to go find something else to do because it got to a point where it was just like the doors were getting so exhausting after, you know, seven years. And so, um, long story short, I met with one of the owners of the company and he said, yeah, I mean, right now there's nothing there. Like, there's no position like that that you want. Like, the position you want doesn't exist. Like, it's not there, you know? And he's like, he's like but the way you can he's like, you created, he's like, we recognize that you have a ton of talent, but you need to show, you need to show results. You need to show the change in metrics and prove to us that there's a need there. And so I was like, okay, challenge accepted. Right. And, uh, this was like right before this was, this was when I was dating my wife and, and we were just getting engaged. And I, uh, I just started going out and, and training these different offices. Um, and every office I went to, I would bring a 10-question questionnaire with me that would question all these guys, that would ask all these guys, like, just different questions to kind of really dig into whether or not their experience had been different than other times and whether or not they felt more equipped and just all different things to basically basically judge me and evaluate me as a trainer. And then I would flip those underneath the owner's door via the email, right? And then on top of that, I was actually tracking the metrics and the sales increase on each rep that I knocked with personally as well as every office that I trained. Um, just the binder. It's funny actually have the binder uh, here. I'm not sure where the heck it went, though. Uh, and and I basically just, I'm not sure where it went. I'll have to pull it out later. But I tracked all of these numbers. Um, and I, you know, I came to the owners and I said, look, uh, I did what you told me to do. Here's the proof. These numbers are doubled, tripled. Metrics are skyrocketing. Um, I know how to teach these guys how to sell. Let's talk about um, putting it in a position where I can I can do this full time. And so they said, okay. And I came in and uh, I created what's called the Edison Training Program, which is what we've been using ever since, the, the sales platform basically that takes – any rep that comes in, not always brand new. I do, I do teach a lot of reps that have no knowledge, but um, any rep, like even reps that we take from other industries. You know, if we have somebody come over that used to sell security or pest control or solar, they'll come in and I'll kind of reconstruct their their brain and the way they think about sales that they can sell this product as opposed. Well. But at the end of the day, everything you learn in this industry or sales in general, I feel like is pretty, it's pretty congruent. Um, and so my job was just figure out a way to create a program that is simple and duplicable and, and easy to retain, and, and that's what I've been able to do here. So that's, long story short, that's kind of the fill in the gap. that's where, that's where uh, I come from, I guess.
0: Oh no, that's perfect, man. So you talked about a lot of things that I want to uh, ask you about. So okay. uh, let's talk a little bit about your area of expertise, right, and okay. and there's some of the things that I, I can see as a third person, there's other, um, qualities but what is something that you feel is your area of expertise like break it down for us Um, give us like something that we don't know about what you feel your area of expertise is
1: so i think when people um i think when people think about sales trainers or coaches or whatever um a lot of people are just thinking okay this guy comes in he teaches a guy how to sell right he teaches him how to sell whatever product it is (laughs) And while that's true, I definitely do that. Um, I do a lot more in the sense of I, I help these guys also understand um, important principles about mindset, about emotional control. Because the door-to-door industry, um, is specifically with sales, is like totally – it is not a physical game, right? I always tell my reps – I say the same thing when I stand in front of them for the first time. I say, look, door-to-door is hard. Like this is going to be the most difficult thing you've ever done in your life. But it is not going to be physically difficult. I mean, if you're hot, like, drink some water. you're cold, put on some gloves and a, a jacket. And if you have, like, if your knuckles are bleeding from knocking so much, put a Band-Aid on. Like, physically, this is not tough, and I have no sympathy. But when it comes to emotional and, and mental toughness, this job will test you mentally and emotionally like nothing else because the rejection and constant self-motivation that you need to have the ability to do so a lot of what I focus on too is like how do I keep these guys' mindset strong? How do I teach them the important principles of emotional and mental control so that they can be successful? Because at the end of the day, if they can't control those things, it doesn't matter what sales skills they have. Um, they just won't succeed. Dude, so I think so that, uh, yeah, that's a that's a huge, huge part um, of what I do. And uh, yeah, I would say that's
0: – You know, I, I honestly would say that's – uh, so I'd knocked doors for one summer, and mm-hmm. it – dude, it, it is not something I feel uh, I would ever want to do again, and I have to admire the – literally, like, the tenacity and the persistence of never backing down from that type of challenge because it is so um, – it is so emotionally draining like every time mm-hmm. you're going to knock on a door you're going to hear a no like that's just as simple as it's going to be no one's been waiting to hear uh to have their door knocked on and to be sold to right mm-hmm. and uh you've got some interesting experiences as well like you got to meet uh, what is his name kenny uh oh, kenny, the bro. guy that is all over the internet and, the guy. Uh, i remember yeah. you, you show me a picture you knocked on the same door you sold the exact same product uh, tell me about that experience. That must have been super fun.
1: Uh, it was actually really fun. So, I don't know where he is nowadays. Back in back in the day when he when he was kind of blowing up after he, his YouTube video was released of him selling cleaner, um, he was kind of like a just kind of a small, I guess, door to door celebrity in our industry, and everybody kind of knew who he was. And um, randomly bumped into him in in uh, Rathrum, Idaho and he was selling cleaner. He was selling the cleaner spray door to door, and him and I knocked the same door, and sold Lady Cleaner, and I sold Lady Dish, and it was just really funny. Like, it was just, it was just a, a super crazy experience to just brand bump into this dude that I just watched on YouTube, like, a month ago, and I, and, and I mean, this guy, if you guys don't know who this is, like, go look up Kenny Brooks' uh, sales pitch on YouTube, and it's insane. He's wearing, like, an animal hat. I mean, it's, it's nuts, but the guy's hilarious.
0: I'm pretty sure everyone has seen the video, they just might not know uh, the guy's name. Uh, The the title that I see above most videos now is like, this guy could sell ice to the polar bears. Uh, Seems to be like the the common caption that people have. So if you guys have seen the video, so Ian knocked on the exact same door that someone else, or that Kenny Brooks has sold, which is kind of funny. I mean, the guy is is definitely, I'd say easily has 100 million views. throughout all of, yeah, yeah. Uh, social media. So mm-hmm. Ian, <laughs> uh, where did this all start? Like what made you feel like you should keep knocking or like, how did you end up continually moving, uh, into the position that you are today in order to, to train others? Like what were some of the hard times that you had to push through as well?
1: So, um, I, I started, I, I, uh, I served a religious mission back in 2006 to 2008. I, I went to Nicaragua for two years and, and served a religion, religious mission. And when I got back, um, one of my – now now he's like a brother to me, but at the time I didn't know who he was. I was actually recruited out of the school gym. The guy came up to me and used the normal like pitch line that I – I didn't know it at the time, right? But now that I know it, I look back and I laugh because it's like, hey, you look like Social Security. Do you know this guy? And I'm like, no. And he's like, okay, well, you look super confident. Can I meet with you for two minutes after I get off my shift? And of course, I was like, whatever, that's fine. <laughs> but the funny thing is, yeah, yeah, he got me, totally. And, and we joke about it all the time. But the funny thing is, my dad actually was a door to door salesman. Oh, he cool. sold 90s. Okay. Uh, yeah, everything I know, I learned from that man. Like, my dad is, my dad can sell ice to a polar bear. Um, but anyway, he he did magazines and cleaner and all kinds of things for, uh, he did it for over, I think, 10, well, no, he did that for over six years, and then he actually sold life insurance door-to-door for five years. So imagine going to someone's house and selling them a life insurance policy it's door-to-door. Insane. It's just, it's insane, but he was, like, top regional in the company, and, Anyway, so I knew something about door to door, but I didn't know a whole lot, and so I was still open to listen to it, right? Yeah. So he met with me. and said, "Hey, you know, I think you'd be really good at this. You should come try it." Blah blah blah. And so I was like, "Okay, um, whatever. I'll you know I'll try it." And and uh, I remember it's funny because I grew up without TV, you know, in a in a Mormon household, and because I'm, I'm predominantly LDS, like you just don't watch TV. It's the weirdest thing ever, but we just didn't have TV, and so. Um, I had no idea what, anything about TV, satellite, whatever, but I remember sitting down with the owner and, and, and Teagan, Judd, who's the one that recruited me, and I remember just saying, like, look, I don't care about all the details I'm sure everybody else does. I just want to know if I do this, how much money am I going to make? Like, that's all I cared about, is, as crappy as that sounds was the truth. And he, I remember him saying things like, well, it depends if you sell a DVR or if you sell high definition. I'm just In my head, I'm just like, what? We're selling DVD players? Like, what <laughs> is... I don't... I, anyway, so long story short, I knew nothing about TV, but what really... To answer your question of what got me started and what really made me want to continue to climb is, you know, I got on the doors for the first time and I shadowed my trainer for, you know, half a day. And then I got out on my own because I was just like, all right, I, I got this. I can do this. I don't know anything about this product, but I'm confident that I can sell. And so... Um, I sold the first three doors I ever knocked, actually. And I, oh. and it was, yeah, and, and I, and this comes from a kid that didn't know anything about TV. I mean, I played the innocent role, you know, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I just watched this guy save a ton of money, give me, like, five minutes to practice with you guys, and if I can't do anything, like, I'll walk away, but I'm pretty sure I can help you out. And they're like, of course, yeah, come on in. So after yeah, that. actually
0: like, works all the time. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. After that, um, I was hooked. Like, you know, I made more money in two hours than I have made in my entire life. And I was just like, this is unreal. Like, if I can do this today, what am I going to be able to do in the summer? And and, And the funny thing is usually you go out in this industry, usually you go out for an entire summer. I actually only chose to go out for one month after my spring semester of college just to try it out and see how I felt. And I took off and I did like 60 something accounts in a month. And I was just like, okay, I'm sure coming back next year. Cause I'm going to kill it. And then, and then, yeah, every, every year after that it was just like clockwork and I just continued to climb the ranks. And, and, uh, and then after I managed, I realized that I, I enjoyed managing, but I really enjoyed teaching more. And so, like I said at the beginning, I just, I wanted to figure out a way to make it so that I could do what I loved, but get paid for it constantly and not have to worry about always having to produce. I still get time enough to be in a position where I have a constant guaranteed pay for doing what I love and so it's been a huge blessing for sure.
0: Oh dude that's awesome so uh, we, we did talk about some of these hard times right and uh, mm-hmm. for me I had to go like almost every day I had to watch like <laughs> you know those YouTube motivational videos I had to watch like yeah. three or four of them a day I'd like to spend one hour and I could go uh-huh. uh, knock for like eight. It was like, but I, if, if I missed that hour, I was like sitting on the curb, feeling sorry for myself. Gen-V, like, yeah. why is, why mm-hmm. is this happening to me? Why can I not talk to anyone? Um, yeah. Have you been through those moments? And if you have, like, oh, how do you, how sure. did you get over it? Or like, what do you do to put yourself into that mental state? Cause you know, you're going to, you're, you know that you're going to, uh, to be, be told no every single door, like you knock on a hundred. Yeah. A hundred notes. How do you get past that? Yeah.
1: I uh, It's funny because even though I, I kind of was a lucky one in the fact that I picked it up pretty quick, there were still days where I literally, I, I probably tried to quit like 10 times a summer. Easily. Like I, I would get performers like, I don't care how good I am at this. This is terrible. I hate it. I absolutely just, I want to go home. Like I'm so sick of this. There were so many times when I did that. Everybody does. It doesn't matter how good you are. Um, you know It's a stressful job, and it's like I, like I said, it's mentally and emotionally draining to the point that nobody understands until they do it, until they experience it, right? Um, oh, but yeah. what kept me going actually is uh, one name. Um, one of the VPs here at the company, his name is Mark Cram. He was actually the one that recruited me with Tegan. Him and I had a really close relationship, and, and honestly, what kept me going is whenever I got into that point where I was ready to quit, Mark would call me or I'd call Mark and he'd talk to me for an hour or two and just kind of talk me off the ledge every time. Um, and just, you know, constantly build me up emotionally and mentally saying like, dude, are you kidding me? Like you just sold this many accounts. Like why are you ever even thinking that you're not going to be able to be successful? So anyway, it was basically just Mark kicking me in the butt every single time and saying, dude, stop being the pansy. Like just get out there and, and keep going. Um, and I, I think that's, that's probably also something that really influenced what I wanted to do because I realized that I wanted to be that guy for a lot of reps. Um, yeah. And, and I've modeled a lot about what I've done after him. And and uh, yeah, that's I, if I had to say one thing that kept me going, it probably it's probably
0: so. cram. it's. I find it definitely powerful. Like there's there's like mentors. There's other people that you can rely on. Those like emotional stability for sure. Like I called mm-hmm. my dad. Almost daily. It was like, Dad, I can't do yeah. this. Like, I, I, I can't do yeah. this anymore. And um, yeah. you, you could rely on someone else who's emotionally stable at that point mm-hmm. <laughs> to kind of pull you through yep. it. And so it definitely is important to have those kinds of people in your life. And, um, and you learn. Oh, sorry. No, no, go for it.
1: I was going to say, and you learn from those people. Like, one thing that I've learned over the years that I wish I knew then, but now that I know now, I teach on a regular basis, is the importance of. Of positivity, right? And it's, as simple and as cliche as this sounds, um, our world is constantly flooded with negativity. Like, you look at social media platforms, and I dare you to try and get on Facebook, I dare you to try and get on Snapchat without seeing some kind of meme or Bitmoji or something that says something about, you know, making it through Monday like this, or Hump Days got me like this, or trying to get to Friday it's like everywhere. this, or. You know, our, our world, our society has been conditioned to believe that Monday through Friday is grind and terrible and disastrous and just the worst thing ever. But then Friday to Sunday is like paradise or, or, you know, your vacation. And then again, when Monday hits again, it's just like, oh, all over again. And it's so sad because that's another reason why I love this industry and why I love sales so much is learning from people like that, like Cram. And, and building up the ability to understand that that is 100% something that you can control. You know, people always say, uh, you sucked, but tomorrow's a what? Right? Everybody says, tomorrow's a new day. And it's like, why? Why does tomorrow have to be a new day? Right? They're like, <laughs> F that. Just make today a new day. Just freaking sit down on the curb, watch a motivational video, stop being a pansy, talk to someone that makes you happy, do something that makes yourself happy, and stop thinking, oh crap, today sucked, but tomorrow's better. Make today t- today better. Right. And so if there's one thing I've taken from, from working from my guys over the years and something that I've really tried to ingrain into my guys' heads, it's that, you know, this industry um, changes the way that you believe it changes. It it helps you to understand that, you know, it doesn't matter what other people think. Like positivity is a choice. As cliche as that sounds, we've all heard it a hundred times, but there's a reason why all the motivational gurus say it because it's the truth. Right. Um, and so that's something that I really, I really try to focus on. And I wish I would have known back then, because, you know, that's the tool that you need to be able to push through that rejection and push through that those hard times. Um, and that's what I really try to help my guys with and, and stuff. So,
0: dude, I love that. Uh, that was actually a, that's such a powerful way of thinking, like what you stated, of you don't have to wait until tomorrow to have a better day today. Like, if you keep waiting till tomorrow, I mean, it'll always be tomorrow to have the better time to, like, to live your dream, to, like, push through the grind, to, like, become that person you want to be. But tomorrow is not today. And uh, there's always a tomorrow. But it is hard, right? Because that's
1: emotional. Yeah, and it's hard because that's emotional control, right? Think about how many people in this world actually have the ability to 100% control their emotions. That's why when we get guys that come in here and are successful, we tell them, look, the, the skills that you develop in this job are unlike any other and it's something you can't get anywhere else and and it gives you the ability to sell yourself to, to control the way that you want your life to be because you learn how to literally control your environment control your emotions and it's it, again it's what all of those motivational guys out there talk about it's what they've all figured out but there's so so much of this world that hasn't figured it out yet and it's it's unfortunate because as soon as you figure out how to control your emotions and how to decide whether or not you're going to be successful, you're going to have a good day, your week's going to be whatever, right? That's the day doors open up and your life is never the same. And, and I, I feel like a lot of that principle and everything else that I've learned in this industry actually has helped me with everything else in my life. It's what helped me be able to do what we did with Uprising. You know, that, that different mindset is, is we were able to, I mean, really – we ingrained that in the minds of thousands of people. If not maybe not thousands, but even the people that worked with us. You know, we had what hundred volunteers that were willing to go fire in the freezing cold weather for free.
0: Every every event,
1: just because they caught the vision. Yeah, so it's it's awesome. It really is. So for people
0: yeah. like starting out, or people who feel uh, like I don't have what it takes to necessarily sell, or like, what are some some skills or strategies that we can leave with some people? Uh, today about like how do you how do you create conversion in person like how do you help someone else to catch that vision right you, so you talked about what we did yeah. with uprising um, we shared a vision about like this isn't just a party this isn't about uh, just having a good time it's about instilling confidence in yourself and rising up and rising out of like your natural self like being the best that you can be yeah yeah so how do you instill yeah. that uh, person to person
1: so before i go into that let me let me back up and let me explain something first absolutely i always hear people say i just don't have what it takes to do sales um i'm just not getting this uh this just might not be for me while there are people that are that i do we have more qualities or more skills that make them more that make it easier for them to learn how to do sales there is no such thing as a born salesman. In other words, what I mean is, if someone grew up in an environment where their parents were very confident and very communi- uh, communicative, that's not a word,
0: we'll communicate really
1: well, um, <laughs> yeah, whatever, and, and, and like they, they grew up in a, in a very confident social environment, then chances are they're gonna end up having the same skills that their parents do, and, that, and those are the skills that naturally make a salesman good, right? So that does exist, right? You can have, in other words, what I say is there can be a natural-born communicator or a natural-born social, socially adept person, but there's no such thing as a socially or or a uh, a born salesman. And so, when I hear that, what I say is, think about something that you're good at, right? Because everybody's good at something, and it does whether it's music, whether it's art, whether it's you know picking up girls or guys, dating, whether it's, ta- like, whatever. Someone has some talent. Everyone has some kind of talent that, they, that they're really good at because they've spent the time to be good at it, right? And that's the key. Um, the guy didn't know how to play the guitar, right? I always say, the one thing that I wish I knew how to do is play the guitar. But I hope I don't... It's not because I don't, I'm don't. i not, like, talented enough to be able to be to play the guitar. That's not the reason I don't play the guitar. The reason I can't play the guitar is because... I haven't put the hours upon hours and and I don't have the bleeding calluses on my fingers from strumming the strings times, and all of the actual effort it takes to learn how to play the guitar. That's why I can't play it. It's not because I'm not talented because if I really wanted to play it, if I put the same amount of effort into playing the guitar as I have learning to sell and watching YouTube you know, calling, reading books and going out and getting that experience and the hours upon hours upon hours of practice, then I would be a rock star guitarist. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is that I haven't paid that price, right? So what I always tell people is stop saying that you can't sell because that's not true. What it, The only thing that's true is the fact that you don't have the bleeding calluses you need to be able to sell. You need to pay the price to be able to sell because sales is not some skill. It's just like anything else. It takes... Hours, days, months, years of experience, and tons of practice to be able to get to a high level. Um, Unless you have those different skills already in place, like I said, and and then it makes it a little easier and it makes the learning curve a little shorter. But the fact of the matter is anybody can sell. So that's my first thing to you. Don't say you can't sell because you can. (laughs) Um, To give actual skills and to help you kind of see where I come from when I sell people and, and, and talk about conversion rates, no matter what product it is that you're selling, no matter what it is that you're trying to, uh, whatever you're trying to convince someone of, whether it's a thought or a product, right? Sales is the same thing every single time. Salesman is a problem okay? That's what we are. That's what we do. So, So the key to selling is figure out the problem and create the solution. And I know that sounds simple, but it really is as simple as I'm saying it. Like, you know, if you, for example, let's say, let's say you want to convince a, fr- a group first to go see a different movie than they want to see. How are you going to do it? Right, you're going to slightly downplay what they want You're not going to bash it. You don't want to make it like a me versus you kind of thing, right? But you're going to slightly downplay what they're thinking, and you're going to build up your thinking and, and ingrain that into their mind, and then we can some them to go see it, right? But aside from that, what it also takes is the fact that everybody tries to sell people at some point. Like, sales is part of life. I mean, it's think always. about for a second. Think about for a second all the different things that you say to people, all the different interactions that you have. At some point, I promise you, you have tried to sell somebody on something. Um, but the thing—the thing that sets apart the high-level salesman—and I am one hundred percent convinced—is authenticity. It's it's being different than every other person. So what I tell my guys is, I say you have to be different than every salesman that's hit the door before you, because these people they didn't wake up, pull their head off the pillow, and plan on buying dish from some random person. (laughs) The only way you're going to get them to do it is by being different than all the other people that try to get them to do it every day. And the way you be different is you simply stop being the cliche salesman and start being yourself, right? They don't want to deal with Ben Wilson, the salesman. They want to deal with Ben Wilson. And so I, I say simple things, even on the doors, like, look, I get it. Like, this is my job my job is to sell you something at your door i'm not going to try and hide it i'm not going to try and give you some random sales pitch that's going to make you feel good about me being here and interrupting your day but the bottom line is this the reason i'm here and the reason i get paid so much money to do it and the reason i've set up so many of your neighbors is because you have something that i know i can make better and i can give you a better experience and i can provide that service that you won't get anywhere else and and that's for me right and that's why people like me that's it's not you're not selling the product, you're selling yourself, right? And and when someone trusts you and, and sees that value, it doesn't matter what you're selling, you'll sell it every time. But it it really is just as simple as being a person instead of a salesman. Like, don't be afraid to say like when we were doing the uprising thing, you know, think about how we convince people to do it. What do we do? We said, Hey, look, it's super cold outside, we get that and I and we understand we like we're not gonna pay you anything, but You guys have been such a huge help. We want you to be a huge part of this. This is more like a family to us. Um, We need you guys to go flyer these buildings for two hours. And we have 45 people go throw fires at doors for two hours in the freezing cold weather. Why? it wasn't because, I mean, the uprising was there. That was the reason why we all bought in. But really, what was it? If you really think about why we were able to accomplish what we did, why we had 100 people that not only became volunteers, but became a super close knit group of friends. It's because of all of our personalities that that we're able to show people, like, hey, you we know, actually care about you guys, and what we're doing is not just to make money off of an event; it's to change people's lives. Even though some people didn't catch that vision, like, and some people may have thought that we were just in it for the money or whatever. Like, I don't know about you, but I
0: didn't make a whole lot of money doing that, right? No, don't. nothing. <laughs> like, None. You just, <laughs> not not a lot. Yeah.
1: The experience was what we were okay. there for, and the people that saw that, saw that authenticity and saw that shine through to us, they they caught the vision. And that's what it takes to really close someone on an idea or, or whatever it is, I feel like.
0: Do you know one of my – you brought up something that really uh, – it brought back some really good memories. We weren't paid. and we didn't, we didn't take a lot of money from the company at all, you know? And I was probably working eighty hours, dude. And I learned videography, I learned web design, I learned marketing, uh, dude, I mean, so many, so many different like skill sets, you know, because it was it was not about actually learning the skills. It was about the fact that. Everyone knew that we could take this and we could go influence a whole other hundred group of people and have another big event and influence another 3,000 people. Yeah. And yep. every every state we went to and all the different groups of volunteers, they all understood that. And I think that was the most mm-hmm. amazing part because when you mm-hmm. you have a message and you've got like a culture, right? Like it's, it's the culture that you – uh, that everyone's on the same page of why we're doing this. And um, yeah. and it's not the reason why you would think we're doing this. It's not about the money. It's about the fact right. that uh, we, we really do believe it. And so selling was a lot easier because you're selling passion. You're not selling yes. uh, for cash. So
1: Well, yeah, and on top of that, we all had the conviction. Right? We all believed in it. That's, so I would say if I had to boil it down to three things, and this is i'm just shooting off the top of my head right now i'm not even pulling that up a manual or anything but (laughs) conviction conviction mental emotional toughness and authenticity are the three like number one or three top keys i guess to success when it comes to sales and closing if you have all three of those things in line um you know the doors are going to open like it's unbelievable to me how someone can go through an entire day and not sell one dish account here. I just look at them and I'm like, dude, just stop being a salesman. Just start talking to people. Talk to them like your mom, like your friend, like your brother, like your dad. Like, if you just talk to these people like, like you, like, like how you talk to the people you, you like and you, you let them see that you're actually passionate about this and you do believe that you can help them in a way, you're going to sell and you're going to close. Like, it's, just, it's that
0: simple. I love it, man. I love it. So I've got a couple uh, quick, quick questions to ask you. We're gonna okay. get to like a fire round right here. So, okay, uh, yeah, shoot. What's the best advice you've ever received?
1: The best advice I ever received. Holy cow! That's um, tough. man, Someone probably two things. You. Yeah, probably two things. The first one would be um, the importance of accepting accepting responsibility or being accountable for everything not just successes but also failures um i feel like in my life i've i growing up i had a i had a tendency to push blame a lot and and that was a huge weakness um when a leader came to me and explained that that was like one of my one things that was really like stopping me from progressing as much as i wanted to um that really stuck with me and i really started to make more of an effort to to take accountability and like accept responsibility for not just my failures but even my successes as well like everything right um, that would be the first one. And then the second one I would say is is learning the importance of not trying to negotiate until I've brought value um, to something, whether that's, you know, like my job, right? I'm not going to go in and try to become a salary paid training department manager until I've gone out and proved myself and proved that what I have works. Um, and I've really taken that with me in everything in life. Like I will always try to bring the value and bring the influence or bring whatever it is that's going to that's going to make that negotiation that much easier so that when it comes time for that, it's not like a constant go back. It's just like, well, yeah, of course, like it makes sense. Let's do this. Right. Those are probably the two biggest pieces of advice I would say.
0: Dude, I love it. So what's a personal habit that contributes to your success?
1: Personal habit. Um, Hmm. Uh, you know, probably reading. Um, I read a lot. I read a lot of books. Um, I do. I Mark Cram actually. Uh, he he kind of pioneered what's called a, a power hour, um, and I do that every day. And basically, it's it's an hour long study of four different topics. You do spiritual or emotion, or spiritual or or, uh, or like emotional, um, a personal study, a professional study, and a and and uh, goals and affirmations. So for, 50, for 15 minutes, I'll do goals and affirmations and I'll like, you guys probably know what personal affirmations are and everything, right? <laughs> um, and then I'll do my personal study or my professional study will just be like a book. Like, for example, for personal study right now, I'm reading about happiness, right? How to, how to make sure so that life is a negative or, or, or upset or whatever. Um, and then my professional study is always something to do with sales, coaching, training, just something to sharpen my skills. And then my my spiritual uh, study, I'll usually just, like, read the Bible or, or scripture or something. Um, but it can also be, for people who aren't super spiritual, it can be, you know, reading a book about how to make your relationship stronger or, or whatever. But I've really tried to make that um, a daily thing where I do that power hour. Um, and That's probably, I would say that's probably what's contributed most to my success.
0: I like that. What book would you recommend that you feel changed the way you run your life or your business?
1: Oof. Uh, dude, you know what? Actually, you said it in the beginning. It's funny. You called me relentless. Um, the book relentless is probably one of my, it's probably my top favorite book as far as motivation goes and as far as like making someone really just want to take over the world. Um, it's by uh, Tim F. Grover. It's, he's, it's actually the, he was the, the, the coach or the trainer, the personal trainer for Kobe Bryant, uh, Dwayne Wade, Michael Jordan. Um, and that book is amazing. It's called Relentless, so I'd for sure pick that up. And then the only other one I would say, let me throw one more in because I, I think there's two, is The Slight Edge. Okay. Slight Edge is awesome. By Greg Olson, I believe it is who it is, yeah.
0: By who, you said?
1: Greg Olson. Okay. I have a stack of books right here you guys can't see, but yeah, <laughs> I'm just going down the line, like trying to figure out which one to do, but yeah.
0: There's, there's always so many to choose from. Uh, what about any go-to internet tools you feel like you just can't live without? Or apps, or <laughs> I use social
1: media. I use social media so much. Like I, people make fun of me sometimes. I love Snapchat. Um, <laughs> I've probably done the majority of my selling, coaching, and recruiting through Snapchat. Actually, um, it's just that it's such a cool tool to be able to, uh, you know, like I don't know, just communicate with people. Highlight parts of your life. Like show people. What, the way I've been able to recruit the most is I've been able to show people the, the life that I live working for Dish One and kind of show the culture in a way that nobody usually sees, and that makes them it, it naturally attracts them and makes them want to be a part of it. Um, yeah, I'd probably say I use Snapchat a lot, every every other social media as well, but that's probably the one that I use quite a bit.
0: Oh, that's awesome! So what's uh, what's the best way to connect with you as we're wrapping up here? So if people want to keep uh, learning from you or they want to get a hold of you for Dish One or uh, they just want to kind of pick your brain and figure out what they can do in their own business. What's yeah. a good way to connect up with you?
1: Um, I mean, I can email is always a good way at uh, ian.went at uh, gmail.com. Yeah, um, so you can just use my Gmail account. <laughs> yeah, kidding. I know, dude. <laughs> uh, the, and then there's also, I mean, you can also just hit me up on any of my social media. Uh, Facebook's a really good way. If you message me on Facebook, that's that's probably the best way to do it. Um, and uh, yeah. I have a LinkedIn as well. I haven't been on LinkedIn for probably a while, but
0: yeah. And that's Wentz, right? W-E-N-W-E-T. Yep. No one writing it down. Yep. Ian, I-A-N dot Went at gmail.com. W-E-N-D-T. And uh, as we're getting ready, dude, what is the final words of advice Like you want to leave with those who are listening in today?
1: Man, put me on the spot. Um, <laughs> There's a, a lot of advice. Uh, You know, um, my best piece of advice would actually probably be to man. I, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of a way to put it so that it doesn't just sound super cliche. A lot of the things I teach. It's so funny because they're all like cat posters, but it's because that stuff really actually does matter. Um, so yeah, I'll just go ahead and say it. it it's uh, it's if you really want to do something, like if you really want to make something happen stop caring about everyone else around you stop caring about all the situations around you and start caring more about what you have and the talents that you have and the skills you've been blessed with and and your desire to to do whatever it is that you want to do and go freaking make it happen and if you can't make it happen find someone to help you make it happen and if they can't do that like there is always a way to make something happen if you want it bad enough and that's probably what I've learned like everything is possible Everyone says something is. You know what? Actually, I'll close off with this. <laughs> I love the movie. So I love movies. You probably know this, Ben. Dude, every um, day you're ben watching a movie, it me. Seems like I've probably seen it. Like if I went on to a talk show or a game show that did movie game, I swear I'd be a millionaire. Um, oh,
0: oh, easily. But one of
1: one of the movies that one of the quotes from a movie actually that a lot of people kind of I feel like they kind of missed the movie Sully. Um, it's with Tom Hanks. Okay. It's about. It's about uh, the, the, air, the, cap, or the pilot that, that had to bring the plane down into the Hudson River in New York after two bird strikes. And, and it's a movie, but what I took away from that actually was something I feel like a lot of people ha- didn't. And they're sit- it's when they're sitting in the room with the uh, investigators or whatever, they're, you know, they're investigating the situation, trying to figure out if Sully was drunk or, or whatever. They're basically trying to pin it on Sully so that, you know, anyway... And they say um, they say something like, "There's two of them." And the one the one lady says, "So it says here in the report that you reported two bird strikes." And he says he says yes, and and that and they're like and that created the total engine failure. And he's like, "Yes, yes, that's happened." And the guy next to her goes, "Well, that's that would be unprecedented." And so he says, um, "Well, everything's unprecedented until it actually happens." <laughs> and when that hit it. It, like when he said that, I was like, yeah, strictly, everybody that's ever done something amazing, everyone before that said, that's unprecedented. That's impossible. That's not going to happen. It's just not the way things are like, you got to be crazy, blah, 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 blah. Right. Um, and then all of a sudden it happens. And then it's not impossible anymore. It's not unprecedented. So again, without saying something so cliche, it doesn't matter what you want to do. It is possible. Make it happen. Figure out a way to make it happen. Um, and that'll ultimately create like the best uh, feeling of fulfillment in your life.
0: Oh man, dude, that was a, that was a perfect way uh, to end this chat, man. So thank you so much for being on uh, and taking time out of your day to to come chat with me. And I got a lot of, of course, dude. Man. I hope I hope the other people that are watching this got a lot of it uh, out of it too. And um, definitely hit Ian up. He is so smart and will uh, teach so many different skill sets that you, you don't think you would have or, or need in your business. But uh, obviously he's where he's at right now. He's uh, a sales trainer for the largest retailer of like the largest network in the entire United States. I mean, it's huge. So uh, yeah, I, I offer a lot of
1: to, personal programs too, mentoring. So if, uh, if, any of guys wanna, if any of you guys want to, if any of you guys want to hit me up, um, and you know, set up some weekly mentoring sessions or anything like that. I, uh, I can do that for you too. So just let me know.
0: Oh man, I have to. My, I might have to sign up for that too, dude. <laughs> I will
1: do it for free for you, ben. <laughs> just just so that I can hear your voice. Every oh week.
0: boy, I appreciate it, uh, dude. seriously, <laughs> Thank you so much for your time today. And guys, um, absolutely, keep on converting. You're listening to Conversion Marketing Radio. If you guys like today's episode, definitely like, comment, and be sure to share this with someone that you think is. Uh, that you think might else would need this in their life or their business? Because uh, we 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 do this to obviously chat, but um, we're really hoping to help influence and uh, and pass along a lot of in, uh, knowledge. And in, Ian's been going at this for you said ten years. Do ten years of just studying sales, uh, pick his brain as much as you can, and and definitely share this with other people. Ian, seriously, thanks again, man.
1: Yeah, no problem, man. I appreciate the opportunity.